Buddy, this is Bunkhouse Bob. And the Worldly War. Live from the Armory Wrestling Show, folks, we're heard on more platforms than an Olympic diver. FNX.network, iTunes, Stitcher, Blog Talk Radio. You can't turn a corner without running into one of us, and you'd rather run into me than you would Laura. Ain't that the truth? Wednesday night, 7 o'clock Eastern Time, live from the Armory Wrestling Show, the premier podcast of independent wrestling. You better listen. From the Armory Wrestling Show, the premier podcast of indie wrestling. The greatest thing to happen since War of the Worlds in like 1938, which I wasn't around then, or the family <laughs> gathering around the radio for listening to the Waltons, you know, like the Waltons did. Our studio line is area code 213-816-1605. With your host, Bunkhouse Bob. Listen, here's a little known fact. I can rap <laughs> almost anything. Okay. Incre- I can yeah, but nobody says kid. you got to be the Fresh Prince, okay? And the lovely Laura. Mm-hmm. I'm coming to your town, and I'm going to beat the crap out of your top guy, and I'm going to walk out of here with this belt. Listening to live from the Armory Wrestling Show. My name is the Bunkhouse Bob, and I am the greatest wrestling mind of the 21st century, folks. This is episode 290 of the program, and it's one of my favorite episodes to do. We're actually a week early, but we'll get into that later. Folks, this is our WrestleCade Go Home show. It's Let's Talk WrestleCade 2019 coming up at 7:30. Promoter, founder, the man that, that that takes care of it all, well, he's got a team around him. The man behind of WrestleCade, I should say, 2019, Mr. Tracy Myers, will be joining us at 730. And I've been informed that we will have exclusive WrestleCade match announcements, not yet announced, that we will tell you about. We'll put that out on social media. We'll get to all that. But really, really excited. This is one of our favorite episodes to do. So we're glad that you decided to join us, whether you listen to us live on Blog Talk Radio or whether you listen to us on www.fnx.network, or if you catch us on any major podcast platform known to mankind, we greatly appreciate your support. Speaking of support, you can always go to www.prowrestlingtees.com, type in FNX Network up in the search bar, You can find a couple of live from the Armory Wrestling Show shirts to purchase. They make a great holiday gift. And as always, if you have a question, a comment, a critique, or a criticism about a guest or a commentary that you've heard on this program, you can always email us at askthearmory at gmail.com. Before we get too knee-deep into this, because there's a lot of stuff to cover tonight, I'd like to bring on one of my besties. One of my besties, and she's also the co-host of this program. I'd like to welcome to the show the lovely Laura. Laura, how are you? 
I'm doing well, Bob. It was a very nice introduction. I appreciate that. I'm really excited. I'm really excited. I've also been drinking a Mountain Dew Kickstart, so that might play yeah, a role into this tonight. Yeah, I'm I'm amped up to the hilt for sure. It's um, Russell Kate will be here before we know it. Yeah, you know, typically people that have listened to this program since we've been on air, going on some six six years now, uh, every usually typically I should say. The night before Thanksgiving, that Wednesday before Thanksgiving, we've had Tracy on the show since 2015. Always came on, taking time, taking a break while they're working away at the Benton Convention Center, setting up for WrestleCade. Has come on this show, giving out information to folks, giving us some uh, match announcements, or we've talked about match announcements, guests, the workings in and around and behind the scenes. This year, for whatever reason, it just seems like the whole year's kind of off a little bit, or the months off, I should say, uh, because Thank of the way that the ca- yeah, because of the way that the calendar falls. The other thing is, is that you know, as we were talking about the schedule for this month, it seems really, really selfish of us to ask Tracy to come on perhaps one of the busiest nights that they have Wednesday, because then they take Thanksgiving and then Friday. There's more set up, a lot of stuff that needs to be done, so we're doing it a week early give Tracy a break. It also, you know, helps get the information out there early. So that's why we're doing it this week. So we're going to talk WrestleK 2019, but we'll get to that in a minute because uh, Laura's going to give out, you want to make sure that you're following us on social media for these match announcements that'll be coming up a little bit later tonight. So Laura, why don't you go on and pass out the social media info and we'll get to the Twitter poll and stuff. Yes, certainly. Uh, we can get to George's Twitter poll here. Um, you can follow along with George tonight at From the Armory. You can also follow along with me at Circle Sky, Bob, with Bob at Bob underscore Delf. Uh, George's own Twitter is at Heel Heat. And you can follow along uh, with uh, Dr. Dooseltron, our good friend, uh, at uh, The Gray Lobster. Uh, we have two Facebook pages, our official page and our fan page we also have a youtube channel uh, which has every episode from the last three years uh, on uh, that platform Uh, and our twitter poll tonight um, is a very timely one Uh, what show are you rooting for at survivor series Mm -hmm. we have four options Uh, Mm -hmm. raw smackdown nxt not watching it well It's very surprising to me uh, that, you know, half of our, over half of our uh, people, well, just about half of our people, rather, I should say, are not watching it. Really? Um, Yeah, NXT was the winner at 57%, not watching it 29%, and Ron Smackdown tied for 7% apiece. I really and truly think that the product, the WWE product, is in some jeopardy on some level. I don't I don't think they're going under, you know, by any means. But I think people need to set up and take notice of what is going on. Well, let me think here for a second. 
traditionally, because you and I are, are from a different generation, Survivor Series was traditionally one of the big four pay-per-views sure back in the pay-per-view days, pay-per-views of the year, Survivor Series, uh, some great memories, great matches, the way that Survivor Series was booked and the way that the teams were set. Um, right. the, uh, the Undertaker debuted at Survivor sure Series, if, I, if I'm remembering correctly. He did. Uh, was he, did he wrestle Dusty Rhodes? Uh, now you're at now you're really pushing the memory bank here. Uh, I I don't I I can't say off the top of my head for some reason I'm thinking no, I don't think that that was his opponent. At the tell George get on that and get the uh, info to us because I honestly don't remember. But you know, I I kind of see what they're doing. You know, here's the here's the hard take for me is that NXT is going to have takeover. That Saturday, you know, the Saturday before the the uh, right. Survivor Series show, and yeah, they're having war games and they're having you know uh, some really big matches and some really physically demanding matches, and you know there there is a a a, a strong uh, strong likelihood that you know an injury could occur. I mean, they've already had a couple of injuries going into this. Um, I don't know. I I just I, I'm kind of, I've got mixed emotions about it because the sentimental part of me is like, you know, Survivor Series just is right there in my heart, you know. And and then with everything that's been going on with the WWE as of late, between you know the ratings and you know the shows and the, you know the transparency on social media and the fans, it's just like, uh you know, we we've said time and then time and time again on this program what a what a strange and unique time it is to be a wrestling fan. And I agree with you. Um, you know, I, I'm not one that, that sits here and studies the the Nielsen rating numbers, but there are there are several things that are wrong right now in the WWE. There are a lot of things that are right, but there are several things that are wrong. Um and the booking is, is is probably one of them, and I'm wondering if going into Survivor Series, blending all three brands together, if we're not going to see some start some type of transition, some start of a a new idea or a new approach into how the WWE is presented by separating brands. And I think we've already seen some of that with stars. You know, and I don't I don't like this deal that. Finn Balor got sent down to NXT. I don't like that terminology at all. Yeah. There's something inherently wrong about it because yeah. NXT now has just the biggest platform as the other two brands do. Granted, you know, on, on different networks, I get that. Fox is way different than USA. I understand that. But they're on a level playing field, in my opinion. So... Some strange things going on. I, I don't know. What do you what do you think? Well, I think it's interesting because I I think and I may be wrong, but I think it might be the start of maybe Triple H getting the torch passed to him. I could be wrong. I, I could totally be wrong. Um but it's um something interesting and it also gives NXT stars uh, more exposure and 
I thought, and I know we, I think we've talked about this before. <laughs> I thought Raw was supposed to be on Fox as well. What were, I mean, did I dream that? Um, I thought both brands were going to Fox at one time. I mean, maybe I did dream it. I don't know. Because I've been so, like, why isn't Raw on Fox, too? But I guess it was just SmackDown all along. It was just SmackDown all along. There was talk of a second show, and now we know what the second show is, which is kind of a segue into what you wanted to talk about, was the WWE backstage deal. But no one knew really what it was or what they were going to work into. Um, I, I do want to say real quick that George looked up that information about The Undertaker, and yeah. The Undertaker did wrestle Dusty because okay. his team was on the opposite uh, <clears throat> the opposite team that Dusty was was uh, on in Survivor Series. Because I can remember, okay. I think he actually pinned Dusty. Hmm. I, and I, I'd have to I'm go back and look. But That's a long I'm time ago. Damn. It's such a long time ago. It's like, you know, it's like another world, really. Yeah, it is. But speaking of the show that you were talking about on FS1, um, mm-hmm. I decided to stay up last night and watch CM Punk's debut. I mean, basically, mm-hmm. he out, you know, last week for like five minutes, but um, he came on because, you know, it was really hyped up that, you know, he was you know, back doing wrestling, something wrestling-related, rather. Um, right. Not working for the WWE, and I feel like I have to reiterate that because for some reason there are still some people in this world who think that he's working for the WWE. He is not. He's working no. for Fox. Correct. So, with that being said, he had tweeted out uh, yeah, uh, Monday that um or it may be early Tuesday, I'm not sure, that um, you know, nothing was off limits, no one was safe. And he tweeted a bunch of people and at the end of his tweet it was at Tony Khan. Mm-hmm. Uh, if fans out there are not familiar with Tony Khan, he is one of the owners of AEW. Correct. <laughs> Which made me think he's gonna talk about AEW. Hmm. So Tony Khan responded by saying, uh, no one's safe. You mean like wrestlers stuck in on a plane in uh, Saudi Arabia? <laughs> so, Holy shit. Randy, uh... Randy Orton uh, you know, replied in kind with an old news article with uh, Tony Khan's father, whose name I do not know. Uh, shaking hands with the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. And Tony Khan responded, you know, I'm so glad that you could bring up a dispro- an old dis- a disproved article about my father and his ties to Saudi Arabia, which, according to Mr. Khan, are false. But, you know, I'm, I, you know I will point out that you did say the N-word on Twitch. So Randy Orton shut up real quick. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I saw the tweet. <laughs> I saw the tweet you're talking about, and how odd was it? How odd did you find it that you see Vince McMahon's name and Tony Khan's name in the same tweet by CM Punk? I mean, talk yeah. about talk about 
stirring the proverbial pot. Well, here's I mean, the other thing. In this day and um, age. Right, and and that's the greatest thing. I think the reason he took that job really was to thumb his nose at WWE, be allowed to do it, and to get paid for it. I, I agree with you one hundred percent. I agree because with you one hundred percent. Make a living by shitting on y'all is what I can do, and Didn't, he did. Didn't he ask Renee Young who her favorite Shield member was? Said, oh, he got a big kick out of it. He laughed and she was like, "I like all of them, all of them." Uh-huh. I'm like, "Yeah, I'm yeah. sure, girl." Um, yeah. And you, he, you know, he he talked about a couple of things of booking that he didn't like. For some reason, right. he liked the Brock Lesnar and Rey Mysterio. Uh, Feud, not no clue why. Don't know. Um, mm. they, kept, they have a segment. I'm not that familiar with the show because I've never watched it. But they had this promo, like a competition, and there's like four people that judge whoever's trying to cut the promo. The four people okay. judging: Nay, Punk, Ember Moon, and Paige. Okay. George's future wife, I, I guess. It's still George's <laughs> future. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 there, George. I'm just yeah. saying. Um, yeah. But um, it, David Arquette came out in a row. Really? Mm-hmm. And it's not the worst promo I've ever heard in my whole life. Um, <laughs> although he saved it, he started in on Punk about his MMA career. But oh, my Rock God. was insulting Punk. And after Punk gave him an F, and he said, I'll tell you why I gave you an F. He said, I absolutely love the fact that you went for my my MMA career. And had you just given it right to me, I'd have given you an A. He said, you should have just went for it. He said, I loved it. I loved it, loved it, loved it. Booker T comes out there and uh, cuts a little promo. But thanks, David Arquette, which I thought was very interesting because I wasn't watching wrestling at this time. I wasn't watching any wrestling at this time. Thank David Arquette for coming out on Nitro and saying, you know, I don't deserve this belt. And they had a little replica of the the NWA belt, the big uh-huh. belt, the WCW belt. Um, right. And, um, uh, you know, thank David for saying in the ring that he didn't deserve that belt that, that someone like Booker T did. Hmm. And, he, and Booker T basically said that if he, if David hadn't come out and said something like that, Booker T would not have been a big deal in WWE because I guess that kind of led to Booker T getting a shot to win the WCW title, uh, which was on Nitro, the last Nitro, right? I believe that's right. I believe, I believe that's right. You're telling me today. I, I don't remember that. Uh, Nitro, except for Sting and Flair and uh, Shane McMahon coming out on Nitro. Two things I remember about that. But, um, and I kept waiting for Punk. I mean, that was a good segment. You know, I I like, I love Booker T. I can Mm -hmm. listen to him all. I mean, I I just absolutely love Booker T. Um, But I I was disappointed because. You know, it, what, before they went into break one time, Punk was like, you know, we're going to talk about 
there's all kinds of wrestling on TV. We will talk about it all. But I never heard him <laughs> talk about his dog. Never did. The, the big tease. He's just teasing right. people at this point. It's like what you said. He's just like it's like taking a loaf of bologna and slapping people in the face with it and saying, right. "Look what I'm doing." You don't know what I'm going to say. Well, I'm I'm spreading bologna. That's what I'm doing. Um, yeah. And one more thing about that, and then we can go on to something else. Um, you know. Renee did ask him, you know, are, will we ever see you in a WWE ring? WWE ring? Yeah. And uh, he said, um, I've learned in this business to never say never. <laughs> so, and, uh, I've learned in this yes, business that if you add enough zeros that anything's possible. I will do it, you know. And, I, you know, I think that is like the most wrestling answer that any wrestler can give. It's like you're the Charlie Browniest Charlie Brown, you know? Of all yeah. the Charlie Brown Charlie Brownies, you know, of all the wrestling answers, that's the wrestling, you know. But um I don't Well at this know. point it's better Ron. than his other answers have been. It's been, you know, the uh what would uh, you know, I have no interest, you know, I, I that that's part of my my well, past, you know, I'm concentrating in yeah. other things and you know, the, the giant yeah, okay. tease. The giant tease. And that's fine because, you know, that's what wrestling is more. Right. You know, sure. giant tease, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but will I, will I stay up every Tuesday night, you know, to midnight to watch this? Probably not. Um, okay. But I, I enjoyed it, you know, for what it was. If it came on at a different time, sure, I'd, I'd watch it. But I can't, so, you know, stay up So like that, like they were grading promos and A right. to an F, what, what do you give it? Uh, David Arquette? No, the whole thing. The, the whole show. Oh, sorry. And just one quick thing. Punk gave him an F minus. I forgot about an F-. that. I'd give it probably like a C plus. C plus. Um you know, because you know, I am a big fan of CM Punk. I I, yeah. I love CM Punk, you know. Um I still think he he, he may I think a lot of times he called it in, and I'll, I'll be the first to admit that that he phoned in, you know, some moves. And but he carried the Undertaker that match at WrestleMania. You cannot deny that. And you know, on the mic, I, I'd put him up against the Rock. You know, absolutely. And Jericho, maybe a couple more. Um, I think he, you know, did a lot for uh, wrestling. He talked about NXT. And how you know he really liked NXT because you know he was an indie guy, and mm-hmm. you know and, and can understand where they're coming from, where a lot of indie guys are. Um, but a C plus, I give it a C plus, just you know for, for Punk's first time and all the hype and um, you know I. I We'll just have to see. I can't, like I said, I can't stay up till like midnight and get up at five o'clock to work yeah, the next morning. It's a little, Here's little much. Uh, let me leave you. Here. Let me leave you at this little bug in your ear, folks. And this for you too, Laura. Imagine Phil Brooks, CM Punk today, coming into NXT in 2019 at 25, 26 years old. Oh wow! Tearing it up. Think about Tearing that. Think about the possibilities. 
he was talking about, Renee asked him about a return to the ring, and he was like, I'm 41 years old. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that, that is a big difference. It you is know, a big difference. Sure. A young man's sport, we know that. And mm-hmm. um, the CM Punk, this CM Punk obviously is not the CM Punk that was holding the um, WWE title, you know, one of the longest reigns in the modern era. Uh, but true. we'll see. We'll see. And, uh, gosh, Bob, what was the other thing you and I were talking about that I wanted to talk about? Uh, um, I, I, I do want to really quickly that uh, there was a news article out. Some some news organization ranked the top 25 indie teams. And yes. I would like to congratulate two previous uh, teams that were uh, – two teams, rather, that were previous show guests on our show, the Carnies. Mm-hmm. And the ugly sleep. Uh, so congratulations, y'all. Um, I think people who are sleeping on either team are uh, sadly, you know, mistaken in doing that. The ugly ducklings are one of the most entertaining factions I've ever seen. You know, the, they have the whole thing: Coach Mikey, uh, Lance, and Rob. Which Lance is out right now, you know, because he's hurt, and Coach Mikey's been stepping up. And taking uh, taking on tag team duties, so and the cards just have a great gimmick. I absolutely love their gimmick, and I'm so excited to see them at WrestleCade this year. Uh, it's been a while since we've seen them, but I think the other thing I wanted to talk about was Jim Cornette, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, here's I, I think I was talking to John about this, and I think Cornette finally has. His mouth has finally written a check that his butt can't catch. Um, I understand that joke is older than Methuselah. I get that. Mm-hmm. And had he said that Trevor Murdoch had a pizza strapped to his back, we might not be having this conversation at all. But the fact that he used a bucket of chicken and the fact that he placed that bucket of chicken on Trevor Murdoch's back in Ethiopia has a lot, a lot of of things implied and things, you know, associated with, you know, racist things. I mean, Absol- you just got Absolutely. You got to look at it that way, and I think he's finally. I love Jim Cornette. You don't get me wrong. I he used to tickle me to death, calling Ron Garvin the Barney Rubble of professional wrestling. Yeah. But Jim, it is not 1985 anymore, and you know, finally, I'm hoping that you realize that because, um, you know, with the way you think about wrestling, and I'm not saying that some of the things he thinks about as far as like old school. Have, you know, some of them have been great. I think he was probably, you know, had a lot to do with behind the scenes of NWA power. And, you know, some of that old school thinking is great. Bringing it, everything old is new again. Let's bring back some old stuff. But you cannot bring that baggage with you. You cannot bring baggage from 1985 of saying just racist shit on national, well, it's not even national TV. It's on YouTube. But, um you just can't do that. You cannot do that in 2019. And you know he resigned, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm glad that he did, because you know, 
I think I'm hoping that he finally. I don't. Re, I really don't think that the man is racist. I really don't. But you can't say those kind of things in 2019 and not expect some kind of repercussion. The thing about it, I you know, and and we'll, I'll talk as time allows. Um, it was a lot to digest. You know, here's the thing is that I can think of, this is the second job that Jim has been let go of this year. And we'll get to my thoughts on it a little bit later. Uh, Because right now I want to go on and get this guy on the show because we always have a great time talking with this gentleman. He's always been so gracious with his time, always treated us like gold. Uh, Consider him a friend. I know the Lord does too. Uh, We'd like to welcome to the program the uh, the owner, the promoter, the brainchild, the uh, the man with the hat, so to speak. But even though the hat's retired, people still associate him with the hat. We'd like to welcome Mr. Tracy Myers of WrestleCade to the show. Tracy, how are you? Hey, guys, I'm good. Just leaving WrestleCade headquarters. Aha. Still uh, brain, brainstorming into the into the night. Uh, we're doing the final details right now, going to grab something to eat, and I'll be heading back here probably around 8.30 or so. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, obviously with me, as she is always, is Laura. Laura, you want to say hello to Tracy? Hey, Tracy, how are you doing? Laura, where in the world have you been? What do you mean? I have not seen you since Moby Dick was a minute. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh yeah, the southern thing. I'm good though. How are you? I'm doing okay. Doing okay. Uh, you know, anxiously awaiting for WrestleCade. Oh, we are too, and uh, kind of like this extra week in a way. You know. We're uh, we're actually talking about yeah we're talking about the same time frame we always do but Thanksgiving's a, a, a kind of an odd uh, odd week when we first announced the dates we got so many messages of people wanting to know why we changed it from Thanksgiving weekend like we didn't change nothing the calendar changed <laughs> I don't know what's going on we changed Thanksgiving thank you very much yeah so it's our first uh, first WrestleCade weekend event in December so that's kind of unique I guess. It oh, is yeah. Yep, December 1st on that Sunday, which is packed this year. Sunday's going into, uh, you know, <laughs> last year we said, you know, this three-day thing, we might have to scale it back to maybe two and a half days. And, of course, this year we added another event on Sunday night, which makes it even longer. So, you know, good for right. us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, uh, we're going to get to all those events. And you're right, we talked about it at the beginning of the program. It just feels like. You know, you got that extra week, that extra time, and, you know, saw the dates come out, and everyone's like, sun's not adding up. And it's like, yeah, my math's not adding up because you're not looking at the calendar, dummy. So, at at any rate, um, you know, you just mentioned it, Tracy. You know, each year, WrestleCade continues to grow, and with those growths come expectations. We see the expectations on social media. How did you and your team feel coming into this year's event and what was your approach to the expectations? Because we've talked about this in the past. You know, set, you know, we set the bar, and then the bar goes a little higher and a little higher. How's that working? 
Yeah, so going into our January meeting, which usually happens January the 2nd, uh, starts with a conference call, or, or actually starts with, uh, you know, just Brian and I, and then maybe a conference call or some Facebook messages. We were really concerned because the landscape of wrestling has changed so dramatically in the last, well, the last 18 months with uh, uh, NWA, with MLW, with Ring of Honor, um, of course, WWE, uh, and AEW all offering exclusive contracts to their talent, which takes them out of the market. Uh, now, granted, you can still book a lot of that talent and bring them to the show to sign, but they can't work a match. And if they do, if they are able to work a match, we're very fortunate to have some good relationships with, with all of those companies uh, that I just mentioned. But uh, then they have to pretty much dictate the match, uh, which kind of takes a lot of the fun out of it, you know, like mm-hmm. – uh, uh, and, and I won't get the names or anything like that, but dream matchups that have made the Super Show especially so much fun in the past where you could say, okay, this champion or this former champion from this organization is going to take on this champion or former champion from that organization. That's not going to happen in, in today's environment. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's okay. We, we move forward, and, and we were concerned. But when the pieces started uh, coming together, and, of course, now we're, you know, we're uh, a week uh, right at a little over a week away, uh, I really do think, and I say this every year, I think we've got the strongest, most diverse lineup that we've ever had. You know, you, you mentioned something, uh, and it the, the wrestling landscape has changed. It changed dramatically since the last time that, that we've spoken. You mentioned, you know, we've got major televised companies moving. You know, we've got WWE on Fox now, NXT now on major cable provider USA impact has switched to access the resurgence in the NWA. What do you make of all of this from just a fan standpoint and from a promoter's view, this time of wrestling that we're in? Yeah. And look, both totally different answers. Uh, sure. In a way, and and both of those hats, the fan hat and the promoter hat, which I can wear both. Uh, I still love going to to live shows, but it's a totally different dynamic for me. Uh, From a fan's perspective, uh, it is amazing. Um, And granted, I watch very little television, any television except for wrestling. And I got to say, it's really difficult for me to watch it as a promoter I still enjoy watching it as a fan, even on television. And I'm not the, um, you know, I'm not even on the anti WWE bandwagon. Um, I know y'all aren't either, but you know, with all the criticism of booking that that they take, and they take a lot, especially right now, I can't imagine. And this is where the promoter comes in. I can't imagine actually booking and putting together as much content as they have to put together. Uh, it is it is numbing because with uh, AML, uh, AML Wrestling, uh, our uh, sister company for WrestleCade Entertainment, or maybe it's the parent company, who knows anymore. <clears throat> um, but we, you know, we're producing one and sometimes, well, now we're doing two shows with the Future Stars Division. Um, that gets at five years in, or, yeah, five years in, that is just mind numbing most of the time to put that together uh, and to connect the dots and someone gets hurt and 
uh, someone can't work this match, and they, you know, the flight gets canceled, and the car breaks down, and I can't imagine putting all that together. So, you know, maybe there's a little bit more grace uh, that I give someone like WWE when they have to put together that much television. Um, sure. But I still enjoy that, you know. Uh, they're programming all the way to Impact. I think I left them out of that first list, but you know, those exclusive contracts from a promoter standpoint has made it extremely difficult. Uh, for us, because essentially, and this is just my perspective, uh, and it's not it's not good, bad, and different. It just is what it is. Uh, from my perspective, all the companies except for WWE, the exclusive contracts keep them within the the constraints of the company, and except for a few rare occasions, they can still make appearances. But like I said uh, earlier, um, it's dictated what they can do by the, the company. So they're they're kind of independent contractors and independent workers still, but they're not. It's 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 kind of odd. So, but right. that, that that limits what we can do. So, a uh, good example. Once again, I leave names out. Uh, we this happened to us a couple times this past year. We brought we was gonna we were gonna bring somebody in work a program with them, and um, all of a sudden the TV tapings got moved. Well, they can work mm-hmm. for outside companies, but the other company takes priority. So. Everything that we had in the works for 90 days, the first booking goes away. We, what do you do? Do you take a gamble right. on the second one and the third one, or do you just work matches? Do you scrap the program? That's that's it's tough. Um, but what it's uh, what has forced us to do, and this is where I think it's good. It's really forced us to come back to you know growing our our talent uh, from within or as much as we can. Uh, because there's as much uh, and just as many talented performers as uh, as there's been in the nine years I've been in this business, um, and they're just they're everywhere, uh, and someone's always wanting to work. And I know we've got a huge platform, and we get um, people from uh, oh my goodness from all over the country that that want to come work for us for AML and for Wrestlecade. Um, but uh, we're getting hundreds of messages and emails uh, and resumes and videos and promo pictures and um, daily the closer we get to WrestleCade, of course. But uh, it's, it's staggering. So uh, the talent is uh, um, the talent pool is unlimited right now, and and that's a good thing. You know, it, and for full transparency, Tracy, because you know we're we're honest about it. We were a little hard on the WWE at the beginning of the program because of Survivor Series. You know, a lot of people are just like Survivor Series. They're, you know, this blah about it. And for fans like Laura and myself and for you, Survivor Series holds a special place in our heart going, you know, the nostalgia factor. And, you know, and I, I totally hear what you're saying. I can't imagine trying to write and rewrite and rewrite and rewrite 12 weeks worth of TV on the fly. It just doesn't. You know, and I, I can see where there's, I can see where there's friction amongst, you know, the wrestling fans and, you know, the promotion, of course, then we throw in social media on top of it and it turns into a giant, a giant pot being stirred, so to speak. But lest I digress, uh, one of the things, yeah, uh, yeah, go go ahead, ahead. Tracy. No, after you, sir. No, no, no. I was just, yeah, no, I was just going to reflect on Survivor Series because you're right. Uh, Being a, um, being someone who never watched WWF and WWE until WCW went out of business, which is hard for a lot of people to believe, but uh, if you're not in the South anyway, because that's kind of the way it was here. 
um, and Laura can probably relate to that uh, to oh, a degree. Uh, yeah. yeah, it went from Crockett to WCW to oh my God, what am I going to watch now? I'm going to WWF, which became WWE, and you had to uh, reacclimate yourself with everything. It was like a reset button because the camera angles were different, and the you know the the matches were the, the timing was different, the ring looked different. I mean, literally, it was it was a it was a new world because I had never watched it. Uh, in, in length, anyway. Of course, I watched you know the, the WrestleManias and things like that, but they were they were one-offs. I was definitely a casual WWF fan. Um, but looking at that now, and, and you know, this is once again not being critical per se. That my concern, if you will, with uh, NXT being brought in, and I'm with you. I heard your comment about sending them back down to NXT. I think that's completely the wrong way to brand that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's just you know that's. That's just observation, and I don't like it. But you know, they're they're building their their fan base, so maybe they've got some future plans for that. Who knows? Uh, but I, I don't care for that. However, NXT was kind of to me was kind of the organic brand, and the you know the um, the the raw, uh, no pun intended brand, where SmackDown and uh, and of course I know it was polished as well in production because they kind of you know still going to have a WWE ish tint to it. Um, mm-hmm. But now with NXT coming in, and, and I know they're trying to expose themselves to some new fans, but, you know, Raw SmackDown has been sports entertainment and not wrestling for so long. That's what NXT fans, including myself, enjoyed about NXT. And I enjoyed them both, by the way. I enjoyed the sports entertainment of Raw and SmackDown and the, the more uh, raw, uh, natural, organic feel of NXT. But now it seems like if you bring NXT in, doesn't it make it just like the other two? So now there's not a, a a fresh brand anymore. That's probably very convoluted, makes zero sense. But um, that that concerns me a bit because you can't put that genie back in the bottle. Hmm. That's a very valid point. Very valid point. Um, or, or I don't think you can. I don't know how they would. Yeah, it's that's tough. You know, we've we've talked about how Pandora's box once it's opened. You know that type of thing. And I, I agree with you. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about it in that perspective and that makes perfect sense to me. Uh, one of the things that we always like to do is that we like to talk about some of the matches that have been announced so far. If you've been following WrestleCade on social media, whether on Facebook or on Twitter, you'll have noticed over the course of the past few weeks, match announcements have been coming out. And one of the matches I'm one of, pick one for showcase and then Laura's going to pick one and then we'll just kind of go from there. Uh, one of the matches sure. that's been announced uh, for showcase of champions, which is the Friday night, it's the kickoff event for the weekend is for the fest wrestling tag team championship. The, all these guys have been on this show and we're huge supporters of them. The carnies who are the current reigning and defending fest tag team champions will face the Gymnasty Boys at Showcase of Champions. Really hyped about this match. It's got Show Stealer written all over it. All of them do. But these guys hold a special place in our hearts. Uh, was this one, Tracy, that was kind of a no-brainer, or did this one take some work? Uh, no, it was a no-brainer for us. We wanted to get the guys from Best involved for a while. They've talked to us um, for the past couple of years, the timing just wasn't right. The match wasn't right. Uh, and backing up just a bit, when we put out feelers that, hey, we want, uh, we want independent promotions to participate in this, we, this year, 
we literally got over 400 submissions. Uh, wow. So, and we told them we can't look at these all, you know, all, all these matches and all these matchups. So we had to default to uh, promotions we knew, had heard of, or talent we knew and had heard of. Uh, they, th- those definitely got first look. Uh, the Gymnasty Boys is going into WrestleCade weekend as probably one of the teams that could gain the most of uh, almost anyone there because they have two title matches. The second one being, um, I don't even know if I've announced this match. Yes, I have. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> long week. The, uh, already a long week. The uh, AML Wrestling World Tag Team uh, title match against the Dawsons. Uh, or the Dawson brothers in, in AML, the Dawsons in NWA. Um, and uh, that feud in AML has been going on for exactly a year and a month. Mm. Um, wow, that's pretty long. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. And, um, you know, if we, if we had time and they had that full editing department that could go in and make those beautiful highlight reels like WWE can, uh, that would uh, just their. Um, uh, their series of matches and two ways and three ways and four ways and eliminations. And uh, it has really been amazing with two styles that you might think would clash on the surface. Uh, but they work so beautifully together with the brute style of the Dawson's and the uh, high flying style of the, the gymnastic boys. It really has been fun to watch and didn't mean to go down an AML rabbit hole, but uh, diverse back to the Friday night match because they could walk away the best tag team champions and the AML uh, world tag team cha- champions on Sunday. Hmm. Could be uh, all about uh, how would they put it? The championships? Yam- championships? Would- yep. Championships. Yeah, <laughs> yes. That's what it could be yep. for the Gymnasty Boys. Uh, Laura, you got a pick? Um, yeah, uh, the uh, Fatal 4-Way, the Ladies' Night Out Championship uh, with uh, Kira Hogan, Diamante, Ivelisse, and uh, Miranda. Is that Elise? Elise? That's, uh, that's the way I pronounce it, Elise. Okay. <laughs> so we'll, we'll go with that for now, yep. Um, and, so, and, and women are featured very prominently during WrestleCade uh, weekend, which we can talk about that, too, later, but... Um, you know, this is a great match that, you know, could be booked in any arena around the country. Uh, yep, it really could. And when uh, we have a partnership with Title Match and the Ladies Night Out, that's actually the AML Wrestling Women's Division as well. And yeah. we'll, we can uh, maybe next year we can get back together and talk about how we're going to bring uh, more of that into AML because that, that division uh, premiered uh, a couple, three months ago. Uh, so that right. champion – uh, that walks away at Showcase, uh, and currently is Eva Lee. By the way, she was the first um, Ladies Night Out champion and won that match in Texas um, a few days ago. This past weekend, I'm pretty sure. So she'll be oh, wow. coming into that match now as yep as the champion. Uh, so it serves to uh, serves to lose, you know. Uh, but uh, that will also be the AML Wrestling Women's Division. Um, champion uh, as well, ever who leads that match that night. But when that was uh, presented to us, of course, we knew all of those ladies except for Elise, to be quite frank with you. Um, and um, But we're not going to discount the match because the talent from the other three is just world-class. And when we saw 
Elise work, I think she's going to be the uh, not that the other three aren't brilliant, but uh, we've seen the other three. And a lot of the folks, especially here in North Carolina and on the East Coast, uh, even on, on the West Coast, who haven't seen her work, they're going to be amazed because she is, uh, uh, she's, she's brilliant. Looking forward to it. Yep. Absolutely. Yep, watch her and write that name down because uh, unless I'm mistaken, I think that uh, she'll be there with, um, with those other three uh, in name recognition by this time next year. Oh, wow. One of the uh, one of the other announcements, Tracy, that's uh, started to gain a lot of traction on social media, what was announced was the current Next Generation Wrestling Champion Matt Cross will face Rich Swan at Showcase of Champions, and I know a lot of people are are really amped up about this. People are familiar with Matt from uh, throughout the Independence's uh, stint in Lucha Underground. Obviously, Rich Swan currently wrestling at Impact Wrestling. Uh, thoughts on this one? This looks to be uh, this one looks to be pretty good. Yeah, that's actually uh, our main event for the night, and I think when that match is over, that everyone will see why we we made that our main event. You've got two world class uh, athletes. Uh, never seen either of these uh, these guys have a bad match. I don't know that I've ever seen them wrestle each other. I know I've never seen it live. But I'm sure it's happened. Um, but uh, you know, we're just gonna uh, we're gonna let that bell ring and let them go because it, it'll be amazing. Matt Matt had a brilliant match uh, last year. Uh, went back and watched that. Um, I think his match was against Swerve last year, um, and, and it, it it was uh, uh, the same company uh, representing the same company. So really looking forward to that. Matt is to me. I hate to use the word underrated. Uh, but it, it probably, uh, in his case, is probably deserved um, because, you know, unless you're uh, in the wrestling circle like we are, I don't know that a ca- the casual fan knows his name, but I don't know if you've ever seen him that you forget it. He's just that that mm-hmm. that kind of talent. He's, he's yes. uh, He really, really is, is good. So uh, we're looking forward to having him there. And with some of the work he's been doing with AEW, I don't know that – He'll be with us much longer if you catch what I'm saying. Yeah, no, we, yeah, we get it, we get yeah. it. Yeah. Laura, was there was there another match that stood out to you on the showcase announcements? Uh, let me let me take a look because I got out of my thing here that I was looking at. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll throw this one out there that I think might be the sleeper of the night. Uh, okay. Cross is taking on Billy Brash. Um, and I must say that Billy Brash is a hand-picked opponent of Killer Cross. Uh, and, of course, we're proud of that because Billy's, uh, uh, Billy's from the Carolinas, uh, but he's been prominent in AML and has ha- held the prestige title in AML. Uh, mm-hmm. So when he, when he picked Billy uh, to be his opponent, uh, kind of made us proud. Uh, and that match, you know, when he said, let me pick a, you know, I, if you mind if I look and see who's on your roster, uh, no, go ahead. Sure. Let's see who's there. And Killer Cross actually took the time to watch uh, matches of, of talent, which says a lot about his character. I don't know him personally, but when he told us that he watched all these matches from all this talent and that's the guy he wanted to wrestle, uh, that to me says a lot about his, uh, uh, his passion for the business. So, Absolutely. Uh, and Friday night will be the only night that he'll be with us. He had a prior commitment, uh, almost had to cancel the entire weekend, 
but he's bringing himself in on Friday night, and he's leaving right after because he wanted to uh, to see the fans in the Carolinas because he's never here. Uh, not sure he's ever been here. I know he's never been to WrestleCade, but um, uh, no, 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 he was at WrestleCade. He was at WrestleCade two years ago. See, all this stuff runs together, but I digress. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. More, more people know him now, definitely, with uh, with his work on Lucha Underground uh, and his work uh, on Impact. Correct. Correct. Did you uh, did you find your pick, Laura? Um, yeah, I did, actually. Um, this one, I think, is going to be, uh, you know, a, a barn burner. Um, you've got C.W. Anderson defending the AML championship against Ethan Page. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, the the matchups in Showcase, we always like to do things we've never done before and matchups that may not make sense uh, when you first put it out there. I mean, look, uh, CW, who, who who's an amazing worker, and he's going through a resurgence, and his series with George Sal uh, was, um, was truly uh, something to, for any wrestling fan, especially if you're a fan of uh, – and once again, not crazy about the term old school, but, um, you know, just traditional wrestling and storytelling. Uh, probably more what I'd say. But his, his scenes with George, uh, we were, uh, and this is a short diversion here, but we were at a high school, uh, and it was full of uh, teenage kids, casual wrestling fans, really neither one of these guys, meaning CW uh, and George. Uh, and... Uh, going back and watching it, watching that day, when they came out, you could see it on every 12 to 15 year old face in the place. Oh my God, who are these old guys? Um, you know, and it's just that age bracket, right? Uh, right. And when that match was over, everyone was on their feet. Everyone was on their feet. There was, we were in Thomasville. There was 700 and some odd fans there, uh, and you talk about making making us. Brian and I feel fantastic as promoters uh, and uh, and owners of a company uh, because we took a, a risk, not knowing they would perform, but you got to know your audience. Uh, and it just showed us that storytelling still uh, will trump everything because the story was told in this 18-minute match, and it, it was really beautiful to see. So, uh, And then you've got Ethan on the other hand. And Ethan, you know, probably in the prime of his career. Of course, CW and myself would argue that CW's in the prime of his career, too. He's definitely in the best shape of his life uh, and having some of the best matches of his life. So, uh, you know, I agree with you. Uh, and, and I don't know if I've ever said there's not a bad match on this card on any of our shows, at least going into it. But I've got to say, Showcase of Champions this year, um, and the Super Show is going to be amazing. It always is. But Showcase of Champions, uh, I, I would really hate to have against that. There's going to be some some uh, some uh, really good matchups on there. We 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 agree with you 100. Uh, percent You mentioned Killer Cross not being able to be at the the convention part, which is on Saturday. Uh, but there'll be right. over 125 plus other stars, stars of yesterday, today, and tomorrow that will be available for autographs and pictures at the Benton Convention Center in Winston-Salem. Uh, was there a person, uh, Tracy, that you just knew that you had to have this year out of all the people that have been announced? Was there one in particular that, that you knew was a no-brainer? 
uh, it was great Muda from day one. Okay. Uh, our, 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 our ultimate goal was to get Muda and Liger together. Uh, the Liger thing didn't happen and couldn't happen, and we knew it couldn't happen coming out of the summer. Um, we were told, look, he's, he's doing his farewell tour, and it's a legit farewell tour, and here's where it's, where it's going to end, and the date's already picked, and we're sorry. So that's okay. Uh, right. But uh, Muda, uh, which has been a real challenge to, to put all those pieces together, even after he was booked and announced. And, you know, we're still working on that daily because it's a uh, pretty delicate balance since he's coming from uh, he's coming from Japan and the flight's so long. And, you know, he's, he's signing all day, and he will be wrestling uh, on Saturday night. So, uh, which is uh, in and of itself was what we wanted to happen. We wanted the signing. We wanted the match. Right. Okay, then that that makes sense, and I know that there's a lot of people that are excited about that, uh, and make sure and we'll get all the info to, out for that. But again, make sure that you're going to www.wrestlecade.com for all of your tickets, ticketing, all of your information, and we'll give out some more information before we we end the episode. Laura, was there a particular match that you saw that was announced for the? Uh, Wrestle Cage Super Show this year that really stood out to you? I think this is one of the most interesting ones. It's Nick Aldis, who is the NWA World Champion, and the Rock and Roll Express versus Thomas Latimer, uh, Homicide, and Hernandez. Mm. Very interesting. You know, yeah, Ricky and Very Robert with that resurgence that they've had here, you know, with being in Ring of Honor and winning the World Tag Team Championship in the NWA. Um, I, and then Homicide and Hernandez, you know, uh, you who can say you know, what hasn't been said about them? So I, I, mm-hmm. I just think it's going to be rather interesting. Uh, Thomas Latimer is the uh, is one half of the current NWA uh, tag team champions, right? That's correct. With Roy Isaacs. Yep. 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 Yeah. How did this and, uh, How did this the, one come about, the, Tracy? The, the, yeah, so it's interesting. We were we were speaking with the folks uh, at NWA, and uh, definitely wanted their involvement. And you know, to their credit, uh, they don't book anything uh, or plan anything. I don't say plan anything, but but when, when they're going to have a big big match, uh, they know the direction they want to take. Uh, they they know where they want the pieces to fit. They want it to make sense. They don't want to just throw their name on it. Uh, and we can really appreciate that. The struggle, being promoters, is we want to get it out there. If you remember last year, we had Swagger. Uh, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Uh, Hager. Right. <laughs> Hager, <laughs> formerly known as Swagger. Uh, and, called us, and that was announced, what, 10 days before the Super Show. Um, wow. And that was not by, you know, any plans that we had. And holding a surprise, that was because the NWA really – they were methodical of, of what they wanted to do, uh, the match they wanted to have. They wanted to make sense. They wanted to put the, those pieces together. Well, if you've been watching NWA Power, uh, this struggle with all these characters except for Hernandez really has already taken shape uh, with mm-hmm. Ricky and Robert and all this uh, and uh, Homicide and uh, Latimer. Uh, the only missing piece out of that is um, – because Homicide's already there, but uh, is Eddie Kingston. Uh, and Kingston couldn't be there, um, which eh, we really wanted him there, by the way. But who best to take that place than uh, Homicide's um, 
former uh, partner in TNA. Still with me? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're still here. Okay, not sure what happened there. I heard something on my end. But uh, who, who gets to take uh, to fill that slot than uh, uh, um, Hernandez, his former partner, tag team, world tag team uh, champion partner in uh, TNA Impact? Hmm. Yep. And that was my that was my clock going off, Tracy. I'm sorry. I had to move some stuff oh, into the office here to make room for make room for Christmas decorations. So I had to bring a clock in. I forgot about it. Um <laughs> one one of the announcements uh that was made for the super show, uh, which is groundbreaking. And because, you know, everything that has occurred over the past eighteen months literally, uh in in professional wrestling and, and of course throughout this past year. The main event has already been announced for WrestleK. We're not giving anything away yet. This has already been posted on social media. It will be a four-way match for the main event, and it will feature Tessa Blanchard, Taya Valkyrie, Rosemary, and Jordan Grace. Many people, myself included, feel that Tessa Blanchard will win the Impact World's Heavyweight Championship and become the first woman to hold a major title, a main title, and a televised promotion in the modern era. How did this one come about, Tracy? Because I, I just need to know. I mean, these are four of the biggest names right now in women's professional wrestling. Yeah, and, you know, Brian and I talked about this, and the reality of it is uh, we, we talked to some people, and we heard some uh, – it wasn't pushed back at all, but we heard, well, yeah, this is – you know, you're, you're copying what WWE is doing, and it's the women's thing, and, yeah, okay. But the reality of it is Taya has had, in most estimations of people who actually watch the Super Show, Taya's had two of the best matches on the Super Show the past two years, hands down. Right. Um, yeah. we, we ran those polls, as a matter of fact, and um, we send out some post-event uh, surveys, and we do some social media surveys, and um, and that's not just my opinion. Last year, uh, and uh, the year two years ago, her match with Eva Lee was um, 72% of the folks who responded said she had the best match. Last year, it was 80-some percent. No one else was even close. That's not taken away from what anyone else was doing but that really is, is a credit uh, to, to Taya uh, and, and her opponents, of course. So um, it just made sense to us for her. Um, uh, is the timing right? Absolutely. But it's also our way of saying thanks to her for uh, really putting everything out there the past couple of years uh, and giving it back to the fans uh, is what Brian and I decided to do this year because uh, she's had such amazing matches. And, you know, we said, you know, what – kind of opponent can we get for her that will be, you know, that could elevate her to another level or she could elevate them. And I can't think of three other females uh, anywhere uh, on any roster uh, that would be better for, for this matchup personally. Absolutely. We, we agree with you 100%. Uh, the match against Eva Lee's and then the match against Penelope Ford from last year, uh, absolutely unbelievable. But now we get to come to that special part of the show because Tracy always gives us something, always gives us something. You have a match that has not been announced yet that we're going to announce exclusively on this program. There's going to be two of them, folks. This is just one of them. Tracy, you want to tell everybody what this match is, and we will put it out on Twitter. 
Yep, so we're real proud of this match. Uh, if you've looked at the Super Show the past uh, two or three years, Brian and I, we, we, we have a little consistency there with the type of matches. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll always have, Brian and I kind of joke about it, you know, we'll have a kind of a retro match or a nostalgia match. We'll have uh, some, some more current stars putting the title on the line. Uh, we'll put, uh, uh, we'll have, of course, we'll have some, some uh, hard-hitting females. Uh, then we'll have a little quirky gimmick match. Uh, then we'll have a battle royal. So it kind of fits a pattern. Uh, but they've all got their place on the card, and they're truly a thankful for everybody. Uh, but we, we, we're thinking, okay, that we're in WCW country. Uh, and what better, what better match to have is a throwback match to uh, the last of the Great Staircase when it was the Junk Dragon against three count. Uh, so we have Clarence Hayashi against Shannon Moore. Um, and those two obviously were in these respective teams. And a lot of people don't even remember Shannon Moore being part of three count. And they don't remember cast being part of the Dragons. Uh, but I, I encourage you, those last couple of Starcades, I don't know the exact year, but perhaps uh, the best match on, on you know those last arcades with those uh, 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 those groups uh, going at it. So uh, we thought we'd bring them together uh, to wrestle again for the first time in uh, over uh, over 20 years. Awesome! That's right. awesome. That is great. And we and, and, and just... part of the and part of the reason part of the reason they're wrestling for the first time in over 20 years is Cass is in Japan. Just putting right. that out there. It's not because he's been. Uh, he's been inactive, uh, quite the contrary. He, he's uh, he's a promoter himself uh, in, in Japan, so uh, he's making a special trip here. And we, we really anticipate this match being special because, of course, Shannon's uh, been active this whole time. Uh, and he's been to the, uh, the Performance Center um, for WWE and done some training himself. And, uh, and uh, we really expect this match to be special, uh, especially here in the Carolinas. Yeah, we agree with you. We agree with you 100%. So we just put that out on Twitter. Uh, Make sure that you're following at WrestleCade to get uh, all of your match announcements and uh, make sure that you're following us for that. Uh, Really, really appreciate that, Tracy. Now, we talked about it at the beginning of the show that, you know, you thought about scaling the show back, but there's other stuff that's going on. Obviously, we've got Showcase. We've got the convention. Uh, we've got the Super Show, and we've got a whole thing, a whole list of events on Sunday, and then we'll we'll do the AML announcement. But, but what are some of the other events that fans can attend or that you have brought in for WrestleCade weekend this year? Yeah, well, that's a good question. You know, we, we, we keep adding and try to get uh, something diverse and for everyone, uh, and we don't have things at the same time, so uh, you don't have to make a choice. You can say, I'm either going to that or I'm not, I'm not going to anything, pretty much. So Friday night, we took off a showcase, as we talked about. Immediately following the showcase, Dustin Rhodes is having his live uh, event um, in the room next door. It's, uh, it may be the first time he's done it in the States. I know he did it overseas. Uh, Alicia Tout will be the official host of that. Uh, and we really, he's, he is really excited to be in the States uh, and to be in the Carolinas uh, where, uh, uh, where, you know, his dad um, and his family's had so many 
uh, amazing matches. Uh, mm-hmm. so he, he, I really can't tell you how excited he is. He's, uh, he, he's really looking forward to it. Saturday, of course, Saturday morning, we have uh, breakfast uh, breakfast with uh, Legend uh, that's featuring Raven. This is a, a Motley Crue here, Raven, Ronnie Raven, and uh, fantastic Bobby Fulton. And you can have breakfast with, with those three. Um, last year they had breakfast with Abdul the Butcher, and I'm like, I'm not having breakfast with Abdul. I love Abdul. Or I'm going to have breakfast with Abdul, but there's no forks anywhere. anywhere that's, why I was, <laughs> that's what I was just I'm getting joking. ready to say. I'm sure that the, yeah, the no hotel called one. They want their forks back. They want all their forks back. <laughs> right, right, right. But that, that, that was well-received last year. I'm thinking, what would a conversation be like with, with Raven, Ronnie Garvin, and Bobby Fulton. I mean, you might wow. be in such conversation that you skip FanFest altogether, but immediately, <laughs> and there's only 25 seats for that, and, and it may be sold out already, but I haven't looked at the ticket page because there's only 25 spots. Then you go to FanFest. FanFest is from 10 until 3. Uh, this year, uh, there was a miscommunication on our part last year. We take full responsibility because we didn't relate this to security um, the way we should have. Uh, but this year, they, they closed the doors early and, and told everybody to get out pretty much. Um, this year, um, the doors will close at 3. Um, if you go out, uh, you can't get back in after 2.30 because we have to clear okay. the room out. Uh, right. So security knows that. The venue knows that. Uh, and we're going to try to make that as clear to as many people as we possibly can. It does end at 3, but if you got to take your stuff out, you can't go back in for that last minute autograph after 2.30. Uh, the turnaround time, if you've never been to the weekend for the Fan Fest to the Super Show, can be a little uh, dizzying sometimes because yeah. Fan Fest ends at 3. The line actually starts before Fan Fest ends for the, the ones yes. that know. They go get they get the autographs early, go get in line. If you've already bought your VIP seating, that part doesn't matter as much. General mission seating, I understand why they do it. Um we have uh, the doors open at four, um, and the matches start at five. Uh, actually, there's a bonus match at four forty this year. So uh, just like last year, by the way. Right. Um, once that ends, uh, and Super Show is generally uh, about three hours long, no intermission. It goes straight through. Uh, after the Super Show, the line uh, actually probably won't be a line. It's going to go right into Arn Anderson's. Um, live event with um, Conrad, uh, and it's his first live event anywhere ever. So we're we're really excited about that. We've got two uh, first time events uh, at WrestleCade and uh, anywhere in the United States. It's Arn Anderson Live and Dustin O'Brien. Uh, after that, y'all can do whatever you want to do. I'll be in the bed um, because I got to get up early Sunday morning uh, for uh, the. Um, um, church service starts at nine. Right. The WCCW reunion, um, which I'm really looking forward to, that starts at uh, doors open nine forty five. Starts at ten fifteen. Our Q and A panel reunion panels, like ECW last year and Smoky Mountain the year before that, generally run about an hour and forty five minutes. Uh, that goes right into Queens of Combat. That goes right into AML Wrestling. Uh, and then that goes right into the last thing that we've added to the to the Sunday uh, lineup of events. I told Jake Roberts that everyone will probably be asleep, so we have <laughs> Red Bull on hand. 
Uh, right. And that's uh, his his live event, and it's a storytelling comedy show. He's been doing it all over the country. Been getting some really good feedback and rave reviews. And Jake says, "I'm going to be there." And I'm like, "Well, how about it?" And he said, "Yes, yeah, anyway, it's a lot of fun." And as only Jake can, I don't do the Jake the Snake Rogers impersonation, but talking to Jake on the phone is kind of surreal. Uh, because he's as funny on the phone as he is in real life. There is no character there. It's always Jake the Snake Roberts. Uh, And that's the end of the day. And uh, Oh, for the first time ever, uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan is joining him at this this, um, stop uh, for their their road stories. So they may go the rest of the night. Uh, Don't know, folks. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It'll end when it ends. I will be catching it at at the embassy, embassy, and I'll tell the sound man to call me when it's over. We're super excited. We added uh, uh, we added the event obviously after AML. That was the uh, the farewell um, uh, this past year, and I remember uh, you were there. You were there last year, right, Bob? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Right. So, and here's why I'm saying that because I remember apologizing you for not saying goodbye, and you're like, hey, you did say goodbye. I'm like, okay, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> That's right, yes. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, I think I did too much. I do. I'm so sorry. Thanks for coming. <laughs> yeah, so sorry I didn't get to say goodbye to you. You're like, no, bro, we, we hugged it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, little moment. I'm exactly. glad I caught you before you left. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there, there, yes. yeah, there's no sleep from uh, – we do – Sleep on Wednesday night. Setup begins on Wednesday of next week. Uh, we do take Thursday. We're back early on Friday. Will call opens up on uh, uh, Friday at uh, uh, four, uh, and then uh, Will call opens. Just it's games on. Uh, it never stops. Phones in twenty four seven. Flights are coming in. Rental cars are out. People are transporting talent back and forth. Uh, water's not running in the bathroom. Tom calls us for some reason. <laughs> you know, it's like, like, Holy hell, man, I can't do anything for you two in the morning. <laughs> the shower's not Don't working call. right. <laughs> call the embassy or the Marriott. Uh, we get those calls. Uh, okay. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, no, look, we, we love this every year. Brian's already said, man, I, I, we're, we hate this so much. And I'm like, no, we do, but we don't, you know. It's just that, that, last, that last three weeks, uh, yeah. it, it really is tough to put, uh, put all the pieces together. But somehow we put the pieces together, and most of the fans are fantastic. And any uh, anything that fails or falters or, you know, we screw up, you, most people don't even notice. Uh, we beat right. ourselves up more than uh, most of the fans do, and most on the way out when they're thanking us and telling us to be back. And people say, "Hey, I'm from the UK, and uh, thanks for letting me meet, uh, you know, Raven or, or whoever." You know, I never thought right. I'd make the great mood. Uh, uh, we're getting that a lot of that this year, so um, it's 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 pretty cool. I gotta say, yeah, and we light up just like everybody else does when we see all these folks come in. So uh, our friends like you guys and and the and the wrestler. So it's it's just a big reunion for us. I want to go on there. There's two things I want to hit, Tracy, and then we're going to let you go. All the right. first is is that you have another match announcement for us, and this one will be at AML Wrestling, and I'm going to let you roll that one out. Oh my gosh! So 
Um, for those who don't know the history of AMA wrestling, uh, one of our most popular champions of all time was King Shane Williams. Uh, King Shane Williams has been gone from AMA wrestling for about three years now. Um, and um, we have been negotiating with him for uh, quite a while. He came back uh, for a one-off match at our um, uh, at our uh, uh, well a couple months ago. They said when we had our you know our plan was to have former roster members against current roster members, and you know just it, it kind of felt right, even though you're not quite sure that uh, Mr. Williams is, is the same guy as he was when he left. Uh, I mean, I don't guess any of us are, but um, his. Uh, you know, negotiating tactics were a little brash, but nonetheless, uh, part of uh, uh, part of his uh, requirement for uh, for shining it back on with us was a uh, you know a championship match uh, out of the gate, and so we have provided that to him, uh, and I think we've gone above and beyond because on uh, Sunday, December first, former AML wrestling champion King Shane Williams will be wrestling Nick Aldis for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Wow. Nice. That is nice. That is nice. And I am we're, diligently yeah, typing away here. There you go. We're excited to have him sitting back uh, on a full-time basis in the AML wrestling ring. Uh, he had some of the most historic matches in the history of our company. Um, you can go back and watch his feuds with whether it's Cedric Alexander, uh, uh, Greek god Papadon, uh, uh, the list goes on and on. Um uh, some of the, the great matches he had, uh, and to get him back in the ring against the NWA World Heavyweight Champion in, in conjunction with them, of course. they've uh, We've been working with them for a couple of years now, and, um, especially with their TV show on. It's, uh, yeah, it's just, a, just a good way to uh, uh, to represent the NWA in the Carolinas, where it should be represented. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. One, one <laughs> of the things I'll take Georgia. I'll take Georgia. Yeah. Okay, all right. You, one of the things that you alluded to, and I think, I think some people caught on to it, and those that did catch on to it really liked it, and others maybe just did not pay attention or just you know got caught up in the moment. One of the things that I noticed last year for VIP seating, whether at, at any of the events, was that the WrestleCade team took the time to put ticket holders' names on the backs of seats. Is that same process going to take place this year absolutely because that works so much better um because you know what happens is you have folks with one chair you know one person sitting by themselves and wrestling by yourself is kind of sad but i get it i've been to shows by myself too but nonetheless then you they skip a seat and then you get to you know folks come in last like well i got a family of four right and we're like, okay, well, you guys scoot everybody over. We've got 40 minutes to get everybody in, if possible, and get them seated before the show starts. So mm-hmm. that works so well. So we just told people uh, since last year was an experiment. It's definitely ongoing as, uh, until we, unless we can find a better system. If you bought your tickets together, your VIP seating together uh, with the same name, your seats are going to be together, and your names will be on the seats. So we can, uh, if you can't find it, we've got a, a chart and say, look, you're on the other side of the ring, second row back, uh, seats, you know, 10 to 14. So absolutely. Right. So for all the fans that are in the, I've, I've heard this a lot and I've seen it with my own eyes, Laura can attest to this too. 
like what you said, between the time that the convention ends and the line starts for the super show, if you already have guaranteed seating rows one, two, three, four, five, your name is already on the back of the chair. You're already guaranteed a seat. You don't necessarily have to stand in that line. Your seat is already guaranteed. And I think some people, myself included, just get caught up in the excitement of it all, end up skipping eating, and then they're hungry <laughs> like, like what I am. Yep. Uh, you yep. know, when it rolls around about 7 o'clock and your stomach's eating itself, it's like, why didn't I eat? It's like I stood in that line. You don't have to stand in the line. Your name is on the back nope, of the seat for, for VIP right. seat. You do, you do not have to. And plus, there's, there's another line altogether for VIPs. Um, and and it, they get in first and it moves in quicker. But, you know, that being said, I know standing in the line can be kind of pain. You can get a little anxious, especially if they've never been. But it, it still amazes me after eight years how fast we get all those people in that place. In, the, in the venue, yes. Absolutely. Yes, and yes. And that when that door opens, they don't run. They, they're, 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 everybody's so peaceful. And the VIP, and, you know, until last year, before last year, yeah, a little bit more complicated. But with the names on the seats, they go right to their seats if they need help. But I think we had 95% of the folks in their seat by the, the, the bonus match at 440 last year. And I was looking around at three minutes until. Um, national anthem time, and there's nobody in line. So okay. everybody was in the venue. So you know, I'm like, yes, this is it. So yep, yeah. That that is awesome. That is what it's all about. Uh, so make sure, folks. This is the final WrestleCade plug. Make sure that you've gone to www.wrestlecade.com. Have secured your tickets. Tracy, do you have? An idea. I know you posted something on social media. How many tickets have sold for the event? Yeah, so there's set, uh, well, as of the other day, we were on ticket numbers, uh, and we combine all our tickets, by the way, so regardless of the event um, for the entire weekend. So we were pushing the heck out of 8,000 tickets uh, a week ago, uh, and, you know, uh, general mission tickets are, are, are still on sale. Um, so we're, we're pushing 8,000, which, by the way, we're more tickets than we've ever sold before. So I'm, I'm thankful that we, we moved into that upstairs space last year, uh, which opened everything up and was so much nicer. So if you haven't been, you skipped last year and you went in the years before, everything is upstairs except the Super Show. There's there's almost 60% more space, uh, so much easier to move around. The, the heat and the air conditioner works. Um it is just somebody said <laughs> last no. year. Uh, and I, don't, I don't think, yeah, I don't think there's many people here this year. I'm like, no, there's about uh, 1,300 more people here this year, but you've got, you know, you got 60% more space. So it just, right. it doesn't seem like it. So that's, you know, that's, that's part of the, part of the, the part of the fun is just seeing how, how much we can grow. I have had, we, we sold out the Marriott, uh, and it seems to be some, uh, confusion may not be the right word, but they're like, well, you know, this embassy, uh, how far is it away? Literally, the embassy and the Marriott are connected by a, a by a, a covered bridge. Um, the embassy is connected to the convention center by an underground tunnel. Mm-hmm. Uh, the embassy is actually closer to the venue, which is not saying a lot because they're right next, they're across the street, both. But the embassy is technically closer than the Marriott, which was the host hotel. So 
if you wanted to come and you called and Marriott sold out, but you don't want to drive back and forth to all the events by staying at the you know so and so hotel four, five, six, seven miles away, stay at the embassy. Uh, we've put that link on the hotel page, uh, and it's just as convenient, if not more convenient. And breakfast, it's I think it's nine dollars more a night, but breakfast is included uh, with your stay. The Marriott's going to charge you fifteen bucks for the for the breakfast buffet anyway. So right. it's literally the same price <laughs> either way. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. So I can't say enough great things about the Marriott uh, or the Embassy. Uh, that they're super crowded, yes, but there's most of the people are wrestling fans. We'll end up selling out both hotels. And if you are a wrestling fan, and if you can get to Winston Salem, if you can't afford a ticket to the shows, even. I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm just, I, this is from a fan fan's point of view. If you can't afford tickets to any of the events, just book your room at the Marriott or the Embassy and come hang out with us because you're going to have, you know, eight to eighty five hundred wrestling fans. Majority of them are staying overnight in those hotel rooms or other hotels. There's, there's not that many rooms in those hotels, um, and it's it's so much fun. It is. It is that. It is that. Make sure that you've gone to www.wrestlecade.com make sure you're following wrestlecade on twitter we're less than uh just a little over a week away one week from wrestlecade 2019 tracy again thank you so much uh for taking time out and coming on the show and talking wrestlecade with us uh we value your time value your friendship and uh we'll uh wish you and and the team the best of luck during setup and we will both or and i will see you very very soon Hey, I can't wait to see y'all. Have safe travels, okay? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. See you next Friday. Yes, sir. See you. Bye. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you too. Have a good have a good evening, Tracy. There goes Tracy Myers, and we'll be back right after this brief message. Hey everybody, Monkhouse Bob. And the lovely Laura. Folks, we've been telling you for the last five years. All the different ways that you can listen to live from the Armory Wrestling Show. You can hear us on www.fnx.network. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, blah, 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 blah. The most important thing is do you listen? Every Wednesday night, 7 o'clock Eastern Time, live from the Armory Wrestling Show. Don't miss it. Great to uh, to have Tracy back on the show to talk about WrestleCade. Uh, there's some really good matches that are going to be happening uh, that weekend. A lot of activities, a lot more activities than even what I had done on my list. Uh, you ready? You think you're ready? I guess so. You guess so. Okay. All right. I uh, wanted to uh, run a couple of things past you. There was a bit of good news that I did see this week. Uh, former show guest Sage Sin, uh, who is the daughter of Supreme from XPW. You guys will remember that. She's an independent wrestler from out on the West Coast. Uh, she is a new mom. I uh, would like to congratulate both her and her husband, Kyle. Uh, she gave birth to Raiden Rose Wishner on the 18th this past week, uh, seven pounds, seven ounces. And I saw the pictures, uh, an incredibly beautiful baby. 
certainly uh, want to give our congratulations to Sage Sin. Uh, there are a couple other things, uh, one of which we didn't get to this. I, I'll give you my thoughts real quick on Jim Cornette, and I want to talk about the uh, debacle with CWF Mid-Atlantic. Um, here's the thing with Jim Cornette. <sighs> wow. He has been on our list of things to talk about six or seven times within the last six or seven months something that he's put out on Twitter, something that he's posted uh, about, you know, critiquing shows, critiquing wrestlers, and uh, all of it's been been extremely negative. Uh, he was let go from MLW this year. He's been let go from the NWA this year. Um, and I agree with you 100%. You know, the... You know, the whole thing is, is that, you know, Jim Cornette, and I've said this before, has a a staunch vision of what his idea of what professional wrestling is and what is allowed and what isn't allowed. And it's firmly entrenched into the, you know, uh, into his mind. And I'm not going to change Jim Cornette or is not going to change Jim Cornette. Um, my big, my big question is, is that, you know, these episodes were taped a couple of months ago and I'm very, very surprised that the comment made it through the editing process. I'm very surprised by that. Uh, I'm not surprised, ladies and gentlemen, at all about anything that comes out of Jim Cornette's mouth or anything that he posts on social media because he has a consistent track record of posting things that are inappropriate. And when you disagree with Jim, you go from being a wrestling fan, a mark, a money mark, whatever, to being any myriad of cuss words and talk down to uh, because you know absolutely nothing about professional wrestling because Jim Cornette knows everything. And that's the way that it is. Uh, you know, it, that this doesn't surprise me a bit. I'm surprised more that it made air. That's what I'm really surprised about. And yes, yeah. I understand it. I, I, yeah. I don't get it. I don't get who Who fell asleep at the wheel here. I mean, I understand that it's a YouTube show, but And I would have to go back and look at the numbers, but I know for a fact that the first – what are we on the on the fifth episode? Am I right? Fifth, I fifth so. episode? I know that the first four have over 500,000 views on YouTube. I know that for a fact. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure that the first episode was like in the 750-plus, which is polling NXT – AEW, WWE numbers just on a different platform. How did this get? How did this get through editing? Who sat there and thought that this was a good idea that it would air? Is is Jim Cornette the only person that's responsible? Probably not, but he'll be the one that will take ultimate responsibility because he's the one that said it. Right. I I hope. I hope that people don't give up on the NWA. I hope they don't. You know, uh, my 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 hope was that maybe at last, long at last, that Jim Cornette had found the the utopia that he was looking for. How much more right. could you ask? I mean, you're in a studio setting, the old NWA. 
you've got a great champion, you've got a visionary, you've got a guy with money, you've got all, you know, you're bringing in people that, 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 that see the vision that Billy Corgan wants. And you're sitting right there beside Joe Galley and you're doing color and you're right back in your element. And then you open your mouth and then this drops out because it's not 1987 anymore, Jim. It's just not. It's just not. So, um, it was announced on social media this week that CWF Mid Atlantic had canceled all of its live events for the rest of the year. Left a lot of people scratching their heads. This was a last-minute announcement from everything that I understand on social media and everything that I've read on Twitter and and going through and uh, from performers and uh, athletes that were there at CWF Mid Atlantic that none of the talent were given a heads up. And it was just put out on social media. And uh, this is a huge blow. And we were just talking about CWF. We've been talking about CWF Mid-Atlantic for the past couple of months, streaming live on Twitch, having viewership, building stories, uh, becoming all-inclusive. Um, you know, Chikara, that being one of their favorite buildings to run in in Gibsonville. Right. Uh, we talked about that with Maureen Tracy. Uh, and then it's just like the, uh, the rugs pulled out from underneath everybody's feet and I can't figure out, can't figure out what it is. And there's been nothing, I haven't seen anything from CWF uh, at all. Um, there's been nothing public or private. Um, John and I were figuring that possibly one of two things happened. They lost the lease on the building. Uh, or they couldn't come up with the rent for the rest of the year. Because I find it hard to believe that, well, not really hard to believe, but it was just such a punch in the stomach to talent that you pull the rug out from under them one day before your pay-per-view and you've had talent training at the sportatorium that week prior that week, you know, and they didn't know anything about it until they read it on social media. So I just We're not think there's a lot about... of questions and there's a, a lot of people who deserve some answers. And we're not talking about a fledgling promotion here either folks. No. CWF mid Atlantic has been part of the independent wrestling scene for 20 years. You know, they produce people like Trevor Lee, No Way Jose. Um, these are people that, you know, who are established. Andrew Everett uh, comes from there. Uh, you know, a lot of our, you know, some of our show guests, you know, have been on Mid-Atlantic for, uh, CWF Mid-Atlantic for a long time. Aaron Big. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And they had one of the best wrestling names I'd ever heard, Snooty Fox. <laughs> you know, it's a great it just, name. It, it's left a lot more, a lot more questions than there have been answers, and you know, not so much for people like like me or for like Laura that that run an independent wrestling podcast that follow news that comes out. It's not so much that we deserve an answer, but the talent deserves an answer. The, the, there are there are fans that have been attending 
events at the Mid-Atlantic Sportatorium religiously, religiously, for years, for years not missing a show. And they're even... They even canceled their uh, what is it their biggest their biggest pay per view their big yeah the Battlecade event has been canceled. I think that management at CWF Mid Atlantic first and foremost owes an explanation to the talent, and then they owe an explanation to the fans. Yeah, you know, I, I I I think it really sucks. I think it really sucks. It doesn't it, make. It does. It doesn't make any sense to me at all. It doesn't make any sense to me at all. The last thing I wanted to end with, I checked it before we came on air because, you know, we've been mentioning on this program about the GoFundMe and the fundraiser for Morgan and Ethan, Ethan Case. There are a lot of people who are familiar with Ethan, good friends of this program. He's been on this show before, independent wrestler out of the Carolina area, and his fiance. I had to make sure that I got that correct because they are not married. It is his fiance. But their not child, yet. not yet. Uh, child had medical issues. They had a GoFundMe, and the goal, the GoFundMe goal, has been reached. So awesome. anybody, anybody that donated, doesn't matter whether it was a dollar or a hundred dollars, whatever you donated. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for taking time out and uh, making sure that um, that that those needs get addressed. Those needs get met. Good people. Good people. Um, next week, we did this a couple of years ago. You remember we did this a couple of years ago? We had uh, yeah. the yeah. the the Golden Gravy Bowl Awards. Coles asked me, he's like, "What the hell's that?" And I'm like, "I'm pretty sure we gave you an award, but it was like a gizzard, it wasn't even gravy." I, I uh, think so. I think, I think I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think we tried to get George to get into a turkey suit. And it didn't even work because next week, folks, is, you know, next Thursday's Thanksgiving and the night before the show, uh, that night before we do a show and it's going to be low key, low pressure, a lot of fun. And we're going to make some picks about some winners and some losers this year from the world of independent professional wrestling. Uh, and hopefully we get more winners than we do losers. There's a couple of stinkers out there, but I think most of them have already been addressed tonight, but, uh, We'll do uh, the Golden Gravy Bowl Awards and do some of our favorite picks. Does that sound like fun? Sounds like a lot of fun. It'll be a lot of fun. Are you going to make anything to eat? Actually, no. Um, My aunt and I are going to Cracker Barrel on Thanksgiving. What are you going to eat at Cracker Barrel on Thanksgiving? Turkey. Cracker Barrel has turkey. Yeah. I know they got chicken fried chicken. They got turkey fried turkey. <laughs> they sure do. And they've got just regular turkey as well. Um I we did this last year because it's just the two of us and I didn't want to fix a big Thanksgiving meal and, you know, go to WrestleCade and all that and so and clean up. So uh we're just gonna go to Cracker Barrel. Hmm. Maybe I should have thought about that before I went out and bought all that peanut oil because I'm in charge of deep frying a turkey this year. Oh, God, Bob. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Well, I hope so. I I will be thinking of you and sending you uh, some prayers and some good vibes because 
uh, you know, deep frying turkey is, you know, it's dangerous no matter what you well, do. So just be careful. Well, I hope that uh, my endeavor doesn't turn out to be a YouTube video of the entire carport on fire, but I'm going to give my best efforts at deep frying a turkey next week. Um <laughs> Maybe I'll, I'll have Cracker Barrel as a backup plan. Have them on speed dial. I might have to. Uh, you got anything you want to add before we call it a night? Um, let me think. I can't really think of anything. Uh, nope. Nope. We're all good? We're all good. <laughs> Folks, we thank you for listening to this episode of Live from the Armory Wrestling Show. We're heard here every Wednesday night, 7 o'clock Eastern Time on Blog Talk Radio. We're on every major podcast platform known to mankind. And be sure to check us out at www.fnx.network. We'll be back here next week. Until then, be safe, be good to one another. And remember, there's never a bad seat here at the Armory. Thank you for listening. We'll talk soon. Whoop, whoop. have been listening to live from the armory wrestling show the premier podcast of indie wrestling listen to us on blogtalkradio.com every wednesday night at 7 p.m eastern time subscribe to us on itunes follow us on twitter at from the armory we're also streamed worldwide on www.fnx.network and we're also available on stitcher you can find us on facebook at facebook.com backslash live.armory.9 If you like what you hear, please take a few moments to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Thank you for listening. See you next week.